Afrobit Intelligence Podcast. Afrobeat Intelligence. Democratizing African music. Hello, AV. Yes, sir. Yes, welcome to uh, Afrobit Intelligence Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Do you know what? One of the most interesting parts of all of this is, I think I became interested in your story when you got your first hit. Mm-hmm. And I know how very misleading that can be. Like yeah. uh, talking to an artist, their first hit, yeah. and then, you know, you drop confessions after, mm-hmm. and that has done really well. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, it almost feels like nobody knows you. Mm-hmm. Is that deliberate? Mm. I know you've done media, but it almost mm-hmm. feels like you, you you really do not share to those people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I kind of understand what you mean, like because me, I'm a I'm a reserved person. You okay. feel me? I when when it's time for content, it's time to be out there, and yeah. when it's time to like be private and private, you get me. So I put out stuff, but I don't put out everything. You feel me? So I'm, I'm reserved. Huh. Doesn't that clash with your chosen path, this music thing? Yeah, actually, actually it does. I have a whole lot of problem with my team every day. They are like, what, what hey, do they say? Put our stuff, bro. Come online. Let us see you. You get me talking <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, a whole lot of stuff though. But, um, you know, we're trying, we're trying. You'll be getting more stuff from me now. I'm trying to, I'm, you know. The processor, but that has to be stressful, though. Definitely, it's really like, stressful. You know, it's like um, from um, you know when you like black, yeah. Suddenly, someone comes and be like, "Now, nah, white is the new deal." You get yeah. me? So you have to like switch it up. So you, yeah. it doesn't just happen. It takes time. You get me? So, huh. mm-hmm. so moving from a guy who pretty much stays private, mm-hmm. and then you have to being in this career when there's a lot of public facing and people require things from you. Yeah. Isn't that stressful? Doesn't that stress you in any way? Um, I wouldn't say it stresses me because um, it's actually done more for me than being like doing the regular stuff I've been doing has, you get me? Yeah, before the music. Yeah. Before, before, before the music found the impact. Exactly. So, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I choose not to see it as stress. I just see it as, okay, it's something I have to do. So I just, you know, get to it and, you know, do my stuff. Huh. Mm-hmm. Cool. One thing I think about, like, hypervisibility, like mm-hmm. making, making work that's very public facing, work that connects with the public, is that you have to give up your privacy. Yeah. In the manner of speaking, the moment you start getting an audience, you have to start performing for this audience. Exactly. So far, has the industry, like this movement, this wave, mm-hmm. has it demanded anything from you that requires you to like perform and move beyond your your comfortable space? Yeah, it has actually. Um, you see, I think I, I make music now. Yeah. So I have to go to shows, events. Yeah. Um, interviews, stuff. I, I wasn't doing this before. So now it's moving me from my whole space, my whole comfort zone. I have to like... But yeah, it's, it's, it's been nice. So it's not that bad. It's not like it's bad. It's fun. You get me? 
I love doing it. So um, we're cool with it. Mm-hmm. And so when people come to, when people listen to AV and then they hear AV and then they click on the videos and all, the first thing that gets to people is, this is a fine boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this yes, is a fine uh, boy making music yeah. and pushing it in. And beyond this, like beyond like all of this, before this, you you talk about being private. You talk yeah. about being a person that's very connected to themselves. Mm-hmm. In that your privacy, what did you do before all of this? In that your privacy, as a young man, mm-hmm. Av hustling for the music. Were you hustling to blow? Oh, so that's the thing, eh? You see, not until 2018, I wasn't doing anything about like uh, re- concerning music. I wasn't into music. What were you into? I was doing regular stuff. I was I was in Benin. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing regular Benin boy type stuff. I was just living. I, I, I was cool until I stopped. And then I started doing regular stuff. I had some, I did some jobs. I did some stuff. I was just a regular Bini boy hustling. You can try, you're trying to get it out of, you know, trying to make it out of the city. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. So, um, music wasn't my thing. I started, I just started liking it at a point. And mm-hmm. I just, I was like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm going to do this. You feel me? I'm yeah. going to try. So that is how it started for me. So it wasn't like, I was this musical, but I, I actually grew up in a musical family. My yeah. dad, my dad, um, he plays this guitar stuff. He was a musician. Your dad had a late. guitar. Yeah. But he's late now. God bless his soul. Yeah. God bless his soul. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> like Papa AV. <laughs> uh, Papa. <laughs> did he know before he left? When did he leave? Yeah, he left uh, 2012. Uh, yeah. So did he have it? Did he possess any inkling that you were going to be this person? That's the thing. Like even my mom, nobody knows. Like I wasn't into music. That's the thing. I wasn't doing music at all. Not until my first single came out, the whole Bini City never knew that this guy was like he does music. What were you doing? Nobody in knows. What I were you doing you, in Bini City? I'm a private person. Like music was something I just loved doing. I would sing to myself. Like. I would sing to myself. I wouldn't sing to people. I wouldn't let you know that I do music. I don't tell people. I just like it for myself. You get me? So on, not until 2018, I started, I was like, okay, maybe I'll let people know. Yeah. You get me? Well, before 2018, you were making music. I w- nah. You weren't making music professionally. I wasn't doing music at all. I was dancing. I was a dancer. You were a dancer. I, I was a dancer. <laughs> I had a whole crew in Benin. For real? I'm telling you, bro. You led this crew? I led this crew myself. What, what were it they was called? called Supreme Dancers. Supreme Dancers? Supreme Dancers, yeah. Supreme Dancers? Yes, sir. And so everybody who knew you before you blew, knew you as a dancer. As a dancer. As a dancer. No cap. In Benin? In Benin City, like we would go to parties even when we were not invited like how was that trash your party and dance and dance yeah (laughs) but but how was that hustle like being a dancer in Mm -hmm. this country being a young guy being a dancer you see at the point at the time when i was dancing um i was dancing at aduawa in benin city so then yeah aduawa it's called aduawa what's aduawa it's like uh it's a place okay so that's where i'm from what's special about aduawa 
That's where I'm from. That's that's what's special about it. Yeah, cool. So you were dancing at Duawa. Yeah. What was happening over there? Man, it was dancing. Like, everybody was dancing out there. Then we had this Fantastic Four dancers. They were, like, huge. You feel me? They were, like, yeah. the, the biggest entertainment out of that city yeah. at that point. You feel me? They yeah. were, like, the top guys. So the they top were, guys in Aduwa. Yeah, they were dancing. Four guys. Fantastic Four. Nice. So everybody... We kind of like look up to them. Everybody wants to be a dancer out there because like they are the like highest people. You get me? They are winning. They you see these guys. They've got money. They do stuff. So all young kids are looking up to these guys. So everybody starts dancing in the whole. You see different people making different crews. That was how I started mine. With a couple of friends of mine, supreme dancers. Okay, yeah. we call supreme dancers. Supreme dancers. Yeah. So in the manner of speaking, mm-hmm. this. Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. these dancers that held Adu, well, Aduawa. 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 Mm-hmm. I'll always remember. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's such an interesting name for me. Yeah, man. Aduawa. What does that mean? I, don't, I actually don't know what it means, but um, it's like a city. It's like a whole place. Yeah. In Benin. It's um, it's the name of a town in Benin City. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Aduawa. What what's the major attraction to Aduwawa? Mm. Um, it's like the it's like the ghetto in Benin. Oh, Aduwawa is a ghetto. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> See, the beautiful part about ghettos, and this is why I love ghettos in terms mm-hmm. of creativity. I don't like ghettos for the human condition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How people live. There's not a lot of money in there. Yeah. Not a lot of attention. Yeah. Not a lot of access to resources. Yeah. But you know what the ghetto has over like every other place? You tell me. Creativity. Yeah. Definitely. Everything you have ever enjoyed in Nigerian music. Mm-hmm. Everything you have in the past like five six years mm-hmm. everything you've enjoyed in nigerian music every major trend every of those things yeah. they came from the ghetto yeah you see me i would i would i wouldn't call it creativity okay what would, would you call i would it? say inspiration in what way tell me you see um people who live in the ghetto a whole lot of people who live in the ghetto are trying to get out of the ghetto you feel yeah me? so it's like a hustle you see people really, really, really working real hard to get out of there. So the inspiration down there is more than anything outside. Yes. They go through more stuff than people out there would go through. So the inspiration is bigger. Yeah. The the, the hustle is stronger out there. So you get me. When because, people, because between, like, if you don't hustle, mm-hmm. there's but, nothing on the other side. You get me. You get me. So there's a whole lot of inspiration when you... When you live in the ghetto, you feel me? You hmm. see people trying to make it out. You see people trying to... A whole lot of stuff, actually, so... But you're trying to make it out. Definitely. We we are all trying to make it out. <laughs> yes, sir. So, in Aduwawa, uh-huh. and then the first time you... And then you became, became a dancer. Mm-hmm. And you built a crew that had street cred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... What were the financials of this crew? Like, how how did it make sense financially to to lead a dance crew in a place like Aduawa? It wasn't even making sense. You see, that's what I'm saying. The thing is that uh, you don't get all the money. It's not like you get paid to 
Sometimes we, we attend shows that we're not even invited. Feel me? It's the inspiration. It's the love, the passion for it at that point. Yeah. You feel me? Because there's nothing like, there's no financial value or so forth. You're not really making it big out there. It's the ghetto. You feel me? So, but people who do stuff out there, they do it for the love, for the inspiration. Huh. You get well, me? Was it the ghetto that taught you how to paint your nails? Nah. Nah. Where did you pick that up from? The city. In Lagos? <laughs> <laughs> the city, so, no cap. So, so guys, uh, everyone listening, AV has his nails painted black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The last time I painted my nails black, I had a lady in Abuja mm-hmm. who was very interested in, yes, sir. in decking me out. Yes, sir. And, and so she painted my nails black. And every time I moved in public, mm-hmm. I had all my friends saying, Joey, why are you painting your nails yeah. black? So the thing about painting nails, for me, it's not like it has any kind of value or something. It's just because the ladies like it. So your women like your nails black? Yeah. Ladies like it when you paint your nails for some reason. I don't know. They are always attracted to it. So they, they are always like, oh, wow, you have nice nails. Wow, wow, wow. So, so think, it's for the ladies for me. Yeah. I think so I'm going to ladies. paint my nails black now just to ah. attract the women. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So let's, let's speak about your exit from Aduwawa. Mm-hmm. And so you began to make this, this you began to dance. Yeah. You began to go to shows. People began to knew you. Yeah. By the time you left Aduwawa, mm-hmm. Would you say you were famous in Aduawa? Nah, nah. I was, I was struggling. It what? wasn't like I was like the highest okay. out there. It was just, we were, I was saying like, people knew us, but not like not everybody, just few people. Yeah. Were not that famous. Like I said, we had top people, like the Fantastic Four and, couple of other crews that are like big but we were just small we're just doing our thing for the love the inspiration you get me and um yeah the crew didn't actually last that long because we broke up and you know guys moved on yeah things happen yeah and and, and humanity happened exactly so you you guys broke up when did you guys break up um dates uh i don't i don't think i have the dates but what year that was that would be like 2017, 2017-16. What caused the breakup for this dance crew? There was no money. The money wasn't yeah, flowing. Funds. Oh, you were eating all the money, Avi. <laughs> no. You were the bro, leader. Bro, you were eating no, all no, the money. No, 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 no. I didn't do that. But um, it was like, we had issues. We had issues with the guys. We were like three guys. We had it. We started having issues. Yeah. Funds was not coming in. You know, when, yeah. when stuff, when money is not coming in, there's always issues. Yeah. So, um, funds wasn't coming in real good. We had issues. The guys was trying to like do some other stuff. Shit wasn't working at that point. So we just had to break up and people moved on. You feel me? When you broke up, mm-hmm. how did you take that? You were the leader of this crew. How did you take that? Were you expecting this breakup? Actually, I wasn't. But you see, in Benin, we don't really feel too much pain or like, yeah, she happens. You feel me? That type of vibe. I moved on. I, so, I actually, I actually joined the new crew immediately. Immediately we broke up. Yeah, 
like me and one of the guy yeah. we are three the other one moved on like went started doing his thing and the um Mickey on the other hand yeah we started it together so your other we guy just, that stayed with you was Mickey yeah yeah so and we then, just like moved on we joined uh we teamed up with this crew that was bigger than us at that point at that time yeah in Benin uh, they were called um oh shit you joined up a guys yeah we joined up a whole new crew in a crew of dancers yeah like we i broke my my own crew my old team yeah we broke up you yeah. feel me one yeah. moved on and the other we joined a new one and this new guys what did they provide to you people actually uh we were benched for a long time till we stopped dancing what does benching mean it means you left our side so when they go for their dances they yeah don't... they don't take us who were like new recruit new recruits you know or new guys so they would like go for shows and be like you guys stay back with us and when you get it perfect you come to the shows with us i know that cool. but you were dancing for so long that yeah. sounds unfair yeah you get me you we see. were dancing for so long and for someone who has led a crew before yeah didn't that in any way influence how much they gave you yeah actually, the, how much consideration they gave you like the rep they gave you exactly did um, you get that from there no i actually didn't get it that was why i couldn't stay there for too long okay yeah so um it wasn't treating me and my guy nice so we just moved on and we left dancing i wasn't dancing no more i stopped dancing and that was when i started music okay so dancing did not work out nope and then music what attracted you to music okay so it's a funny story yeah so mm-hmm. i was i was having it <laughs> it was like i was having my bath you feel me yeah it was i was in sh- taking a shower was and it a, was it an actual shower a real shower bro <laughs> <laughs> we have to be sure <laughs> so was, it was a shower and i was singing you know when you're singing in the bathroom it's different Yeah. So I was singing and I was just like enjoying the vibe and I was like it would be nice if I like try out this music thing you feel me because yeah. then my my big bro was already making videos he had he already shot videos for some celebrities already director Dindo yeah yeah so I ha- I was like okay I think I have a shot I called him up uh, I called him right after the whole shower and I was like bro I think I'm about to start doing music Okay. Yeah, and he was like, "Can you sing?" Because I told you nobody knows. Yeah. I don't tell people that. I, so he was. He wanted me to prove it that I okay. I have something. He was like, "I should send a voice note of something I I want to make." And I sent him a voice note. He actually fucked with it. He was like, "Wow, this is nice." What was in this voice note? Like a recording, that, like a song I made. I just mm-hmm. like I made a song instantly uh, with my WhatsApp. I sent it to him. Voice note. And he was like, "This is nice. I think you can do music. This is how. That was how I, you know, left Benin. Yeah, stay, I went, came to Lagos, and you know, the journey began. Okay, began. Okay. So before, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to understand like what it was for you. Much of these questions I asked to understand like what it was for you before." You began to hustle in this city because yeah. hustling in this city is a different ball game. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you sent this guy a voice note, mm-hmm. a voice note of you first styling. Yeah, exactly. 
and he loved it. Yeah, he was like, he saw, he was like, this is nice. I can remember he was like, he he told me he didn't expect to hear this, and he was like, ah, he thinks something can work out, so I should pull up to Lagos. So you know, that was how it all started. Okay, and. Prior to this, mm-hmm. were you in any way like? Did you what did you think about your music talent? Did you nurture it? Did you build it? What in in those moments when you were a dancer, mm-hmm. in those moments when you had to like confront singing, mm. what was it for you? It was fun. Okay. Yeah, singing then was was beautiful. Like I love music. Me. I, I've I've loved music for a long time. Melodies and all that just sounds beautiful. Yeah. So um, when I sing, it's just for me. I sing. I just sing because I like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I never thought of like, ha- like making music a career. Yeah. Yeah. Until that day when I was taking a shower, you feel me? I was singing and I was like, okay, it wouldn't be like it would. Maybe it would be nice if I like try this stuff. And the only way I could have possibly started anything at that point was my brother in Lagos. So yeah. I had to like place a call instantly. I was like, bro, I think I'm about, I, I want to start doing music. How do I go about it? So he was like, I should pull up to Lagos. And I pulled up. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you come for money? Nah. Huh. Now nah, no money. I told you Aduawa, it was the ghetto. Ain't no money there. <laughs> Aduawa. I, I, with this conversation, I want to visit Aduawa. Yes, sir. You should. You should. Because <laughs> for people from the ghetto, like mm-hmm. I think last week I had a, the last episode I published. Mm-hmm. I don't know between recording and publishing these days. But the last episode I published was on Zlatan. Uh-huh. And we had a conversation about the bulk of our conversation was about escaping the ghetto. Mm. Yeah. So for you now, at least you had a brother in Lagos yeah. that you could call and send voice notes and yeah. all of that. But for someone like Zlatan, who was already in Lagos, the ghetto of Lagos. Oh my God, on the ghetto on his own. Yes, because where you want to have to go. <laughs> like, yeah, so me, for me, it was like I was, I was in the, it was like, I did village, you get me? Yeah. I could go to the city. Yeah. So the city was Lagos for me then. Like, big city. I can like, you hear, in Benin, you hear stories where people tell you, um, you want to make it, you go to Lagos. Yeah. That type of stuff. So Lagos was this big city. Yeah. Then, so I was like, yeah, if I get there, I start hustling, making music, I'll make it. So. My brother was already in Lagos. He left home early. He, he, that one is a hustler. Yeah. Left home early. He's, How is he now? He's great. He's great. How does he feel about your success? We in this together, that kind of shit. He shot my two videos. Oh, this is your Big brother. Big Boys, Confession. He shot him. both of them. Both of them. He's really a hustler. You yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Director Dindu. Director Dindu. Shout out. Shout out to Director Dindu <laughs> yes, from Aduawa in Benin. Yes, sir. Over to Lagos and, you know, being instrumental in the success of more people. Yes, sir. Especially your brother. And so you sent this boy, this, your brother, this, this 
this voice note. This voice note. Mm-hmm. And he could instantly recognize that there was something in there. Yeah. And so he told you to come. Yeah. And didn't you have any sort of apprehension? You've been in Aduawa. You were born in Aduawa. Mm-hmm. You've been here all your life. Yeah, I was born in Benin, in not Aduawa. Okay, but you yeah. guys moved to Aduawa. Yeah. And you've been in this place, this formative years of your of your career. You're still in your formative years because I know you're still young. Mm-hmm. So in this age of it, and you were going to, you, you had just lost your crew. The second crew was making you nervous. And, yeah. Yeah. And then you sent a voice note to this guy and then he told you, come to Lagos. Were you not scared? I remember coming to Lagos. I was scared. Mm. I came to Lagos in 2013, January. Yeah. And I was very scared. I was in Pathakot and I was very scared. Lagos was a lot of things. I knew there was excellence here. Mm. I knew there was money here. I knew there was a lot of things that could go right here. But at the same time, nobody sent my papa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, bro. For you then, was it not a challenge? Yeah, actually for me, I was happy. Okay. Yeah. Why were you I, happy? Because you see, then my brother was already working with Victor A.D., Mm-hmm. And then Victor Eddy was like this hot guy. He just put out his uh, waiting again. Oh. If you not make money waiting again. Waiting again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like this hot guy, and like he's him, my brother, and my manager right now. They're like this close. Yeah, really close. They've been hustling together. Yeah. So then Victor was like popping. View popping, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, oh, so AD if had I'm, a great run, you get that's me. waiting with days, yes, single. sir." Yeah. So I was like, "This is a good time for me to go to Lagos. I have Victor, I have my brother. You get me." So it was like I wasn't scared of nothing. I felt like nothing could happen at that point. But yeah, Lagos, now Lagos. So, so, so you got <laughs> into a bus? Yeah, I got into a bus. Uh, left Benin. Did you pack everything you owned? Everything. Not not everything. Not everything. But I packed enough. Your packed clothes. Enough. My clothes. My shoes. My property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever it was back yeah. then. And you moved to Lagos. Mm-hmm. And what was the first thing that hit you once you moved down here? It was different. I was like, oh more. This place is big. Okay. That, that was the first thing because like Adua was not big it's not like it's not big but when you when you grow up somewhere you it seems like you know everybody in Benin City I can say I know every it's like I can say I know every I, I was born there I was everything there so it's like it's it's more familiar yeah get me. when I got to Lagos it was a, this strange city yeah Nice sculptures, big buildings, you yeah. feel me? Different type of way, you know, hustlers everywhere, people trying to scam you. Yeah. Everything you get. So it's like it's like a whole new life. So yeah. See, the biggest thing I the biggest scam or like the most basic scam I experienced in Lagos mm-hmm. was interestingly in the football center, a viewing center. <laughs> So I moved to Lagos. When I moved to Lagos, I was in a jail bar. Uh-huh. And we, I'm a football head. Oh. So I watch a, yeah, I'm a football head. I'm, nice. a, I'm a football head. I'm a book head. I'm a UFC head. So I, wow. I mix martial arts. I watch nice. mix, I, nice. I'm a big ass mix. Nice. So football was something you could watch in, 
in games in centers mm-hmm. people could create like viewing centers in their hood mm-hmm. and then you go there pay a couple of you pay some small money yeah and you got access to watch a game so when i showed up i was going to see a game and there was this guy he looked very big mm. and menacing i was small i was tiny and when i ordered for a drink i said i wanted pepsi him he said he wanted star and he's like ingo pay he pointed <laughs> at me and i didn't know how to go against this guy <laughs> So so I paid for his alcohol habit. Mm-hmm. At that point, he did it for like 3 weekends. But mm-hmm. by, by the fourth weekend I had gotten some sort of orientation. So on the fourth mm-hmm. weekend when he came up and when I sat down there and I was going to see a game, a Chelsea game. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Uh, give me star, Ingo pay." <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, Albany, nobody could pay for anything. Ain't no worry you." Voila. Did you did you have any of that in Lagos? Like Yeah, uh you see it didn't happen to me direct but it happened to my friend. Okay. Yeah, so um there was this time uh, we went to CMS. Yeah. We wanted to go get some stuff, right? Mhm. And it was me and this guy. So I had to like go to this shop and he had to go to another shop. So I was like, okay, you go there, I go here. When we're done, we meet back here. And he left me, and I went to get my stuff. And it was time to go meet him. I went to the spot where we were supposed to meet. Yeah, I didn't meet the guy. I was like, okay, what he wasn't happened? There. He wasn't there. Yeah, so I started looking for him. CMS and CMS is like this crowdy. Yeah, CMS is was wild. You feel me? Yeah, it's like this wild place. I I looked for him for a while, and then I saw him on the bike. And he started explaining what happened. So what, what happened to him? <laughs> so this is what happened. So he got scammed. Um, he was uh he was walking towards the bank, and he hit this guy. Yeah. And stuff fell. He stuff the guy stuff, and he noticed that the guy was wearing like an army, army hat. Stuff. Hat, yeah. Yeah, he was dressed like an army person. Yeah. Yeah. So he thought it was like an army, like a, mili- of, a, yeah. a military man. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Damn, you just you just lost my ogar ring, my my ogar ring when you want to marry. You don't lose some. Are you mad? Are you stupid? You guys follow me." And the guy wow. took him, and they got on this bike, and he took him down to somewhere, collected everything that was with him. Was like he should go back, go search for that ring. When he finds the ring, he should call him. He didn't even give him his number. <laughs> so my guy came back with no the bike way. with nothing. He took his money, everything, every fucking thing. Wow. You see, his phone. That's he, crazy. They took his phone. They took his phone, his money, everything he was holding. That's weird. Because, and, and that happened in CMS. CMS. And the guy was actually dressed as an official of the military people. Yeah. And... For me it was very easy like I remember the boss coming down to Lagos and in the boss I told them when I when they asked me ah I told them this is my first time and, you know you bond mm-hmm. with people in the boss like mm-hmm. this AC boss I go for it I go for it I used that go, <laughs> that's the name I go for it I used that for it welcome to Lagos and they told and while while we were bonding I was telling them this is my first time and they're like ah nice where are you going to stay and I told them Oju Eleba and they're like hey <laughs> Like your first time, like yes, and then they're going to a jail bar. But I did well, but I didn't get this level of scam. Mm. Yeah. Did you get? Did, did they? Has anyone tried to scam you in Lagos? 
Um, actually, different occasions, but the most I can remember because it's like the one that has happened a, ho- a couple of uh, more than once. Like it has mm-hmm. happened a lot of times. These guys are uh, they'll be like, "Bros, I beg you, fear post with um, two five. My sister with two of us, we they go. Uh, they call it distant yeah, they call place. it distant place and." We they go to this other place. We lost our this, we lost our that. And the next day you get there and you meet those same guys. Those same there. people going to that same distance. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> for me, like, I stayed on the, I stayed on the periphery of all of this. I didn't interact with a lot of people. Mm. Uh, people consider, now I don't have an accent anymore. <laughs> but I did have an accent when I came to Lagos. I had this wild ass accent so people, yeah i did and having this i, I got it from dstv <laughs> <laughs> i got it from cable tv <laughs> and having this accent mm-hmm. speaking in the way that i spoke back then yeah and living in a ghetto mm. where people are like oh, <laughs> And and you're like, no, no, you you, you cannot resort to violence oh, <laughs> Oh, so, so it was it was a problem, but yeah. I didn't get this level of scam. I think the mm-hmm. biggest scam I had was, apart from that guy trying to make me fund his alcohol habit, mm-hmm. the biggest scam I had was I got into a bus from a jewelry bar, yeah. got to CMS, got on the bus to Lecky. I was working in Lecky then, and I gave this guy a hundred a thousand naira for a hundred naira trip. Mm. Was it CMS or TBS? I can't remember, but like it was a one thousand naira trip, a hundred naira trip. And I paid him a thousand naira. And by the time I said, you go do, you go, he'll pay you, he'll pay you. When I got down from the bus at Lekki Roundabout, mm-hmm. the guy just dropped me. He like stopped down and like my change. He drove off <laughs> and he's like, thank you. He started waving and like, thank you, thank you. And he drove off. <laughs> oh, and they don't do you so. Yes. And <laughs> yes. And I was broke. Nice. Yes, I was very, I was very broke. So one thousand naira was a lot of money to me at that oh, point. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you. How, how did you now begin to find your hustle in Lagos? Yeah. Um. So um, it was a long one. So I came to Lagos. I stayed with my brother for yeah. a while, and the while is like a year, two years, three years. Yeah. 2017. Like a year. A year, okay. Like a year. Then I started staying somewhere else. And I started staying with a couple of friends at Aja. Okay. Down by the way. Uh, And then I moved back to my brother. What was your brother? He was at Eleganza at that point. Okay. That's that's better than by the way. Mm -hmm. I lived in by the way. Ah, yeah. Oh, so that means you know the story. I lived two years. Shopper. I lived two years in, by the way, Greenville. Greenville. Yeah. I, li- I lived two years in Greenville Estate. Nice. So let me ask you a question. You know Blackgate? Black- I know Blackgate. That place is horrible. Ah! Bla- <laughs> Blackgate. Blackgate is where you point to people and say, that is, those are the people that are suffering. Yeah, Who are suffering in, don't, by the way. Don't go there. <laughs> That's where you point out, you say, don't go. Don't go, don't go to Blackgate. Yeah. Because your car would be stressed. Your ah. legs would be soaked. So you lived in Blackgate. No, 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 I didn't, I, I didn't live there, but 
I just wanted to know if you like. Oh, don't see if I tell you anything about my Lagos experience. <laughs> believe me, <laughs> believe me. Oh, ah, yeah, I lived in. I lived for two years. Then I moved mm. to Lambasa for two years. Mm. I stayed in Lambasa for an extra two years, and then after that, I moved to Lekki. Nice. So nice. I spent four years in Aja nice. before I moved to Lekki nice. to live Lekki big boy life. Nice. So me, I I stay uh, uh I stayed with my brother. Then I moved. to by the way, yeah. moved back to my brother. Oh, oh, stayed oh, in, in Leganza, your brother in Leganza. Yeah. Okay. Moved back to my brother, stayed a while, then I moved to Ghana. Huh. What was in Ghana? Ghana, Ghana, my friends. I had friends in Ghana. I was staying. Actually, I stayed in Ghana for like a year. Yeah. I, what, Ghana what, was what, like. What were you doing in Ghana? I was touring. In what Ghana, sense? Because so, you had them blown by then. Yeah. So, so how were you touring without a single that had impacted no, the public? No, no, not music touring. Okay. It was like, um, I went to go see outside. You feel me? Oh. Yeah. Was that was the like, first country you went you yeah, gone to after, uh, after Nigeria? Yeah. So I was like, uh, I'm a, I have to leave this country. I've been here all my life. You feel me? Yeah. So I went to Ghana. You feel me? I stayed with, uh, fr- with friends for like a year. Yeah. Or so. Did you use the flight or use the bus? The bus way. <laughs> yeah, got that. <laughs> so you went through Benin Republic. Yeah. You went, went through. We saw everything. We went through, you know. And actually, I went um, during the the whole lockdown period. You went to Ghana during the pandemic. Yes, sure. So you broke plenty of laws. Exactly. That's because the I'm borders saying. were closed. That's what I'm trying to say. That illegal way. <laughs> wow. So and, it, and how was it? How was Ghana during the pandemic? Uh, Ghana was safe. It was safer than Nigeria. It was way calmer because you see here, it was a whole lot of pressure. Everybody was scared. Ghana, it was not like that. Not, people were scared, but not like that. They, were, they had this whole security. They felt safe. Yeah. Yeah. Than here. So they weren't too exposed. Mm-hmm. Not, not like they weren't too exposed, but like... I would say they felt, uh, they just felt safer. Yeah. It was like safer than Nigeria at that point. Because Nigeria was like hot. Stuff was going on. Every day this bad thing just happened. Every day this new news about the corona yeah. shit and all that. Yeah. And Nigeria, they count bodies like, you see tomorrow is like 478 people just died. NCDC did that. Oh, that stuff was crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. You like, 348,000 people just died. I'm like, what? How? <laughs> Who killed them? But I felt like, but that period though, mm-hmm. that period during the pandemic when a lot of people, God rest their souls, mm-hmm. but a lot of people were losing their lives mm-hmm. and we didn't have any information about COVID. We didn't have enough information about COVID mm-hmm. and we were just waiting for our turn to die. <laughs> <laughs> It felt very romantic. To but me. actually, uh, actually, it took me time to believe in Corona. Yeah. yeah, I was one of those people who was like, "Yeah, this is this is this is crap. This is a lie." They all, they all, they, all, they just. What made you believe? Actually, it's not like I, I haven't seen a patient. I, I still today, I I don't know anybody who has Corona. Yeah, yeah, I haven't met somebody. I well, don't know anybody well, who's it. You're like, meeting the person now. I had corona. I had, for real? I had COVID twice. For real? Yeah, I had the original strain, and then I had the Delta variant. What the hell? I remember having a conversation. Just I'm having a video now with Brimo when mm. I got my first, like, infection. Mm. 
I was having a yeah. I so he to, had corona too. I don't know if he maybe he had it, but <laughs> he was asymptomatic. Mm. But I went to Brimo's house. I had a conversation with him. We recorded the podcast. No, not the podcast. I interviewed him for an article on Alphabet Intelligence. Mm. And by the time I was done, I was sick. Like when I left Brimo's, I was driving out of Brimo's compound. Mm. I felt a certain way. I knew that, and I knew that. This guy don't give me something. <laughs> I don't give me corona. <laughs> so I had, I had, I had it twice. I, had, I later had it when I went to Calabar, came back on a flight, and I had it. So, and with my background in clinical biochemistry, mm. my first degree is in clinical biochemistry. So I knew what it was. I knew what all of these things. So I knew like a foundational setting. When did you finally get to the point when you knew that this was something? Hmm. So, um, so I came back from Ghana. Yeah. And I recorded Big Talk Boys. So when you came back, what year did you come back from Ghana? Uh, was it, was that last year? Last year. Yeah, that was last year. So yeah, the year Big Talk Boys came out. That was, 20, came that was last year now, 2021. Yeah. So you came back from Ghana, you recorded Big, Big Talk Boys in Nigeria. Yes. I recorded it at Takwa Bay. Hold the on. beach. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's <laughs> bust your head. Yes. Yes. Yes, it did. It's busting my head. Uh-huh. But Big Talk Boys. Mm-hmm. Yes, so sir. for Big Talk Boys. So you came back to Nigeria mm-hmm. after you had did you have fun in Ghana? Yes, I, I was actually with the Big Talk Boys in Ghana. What is this Big Talk Boys? What does that mean? It's a group of friends. Okay. It's a couple of guys. Yeah, okay. Who um live exactly uh, I would say they they live in a way similar to the lyrics of the song. Okay. Yeah. So the the thing is like the song is like a real life thing. I just like putting some stuff that like my friends did when we was at the trip in Ghana. So, so it's like yeah. I just saw a whole lot of stuff and I was like, when I got to the studio, I was like, okay, let me talk about that stuff that happened. You feel me? So I just twisted a whole lot of twisting. And, you know, so if you followed the lyrics, mm-hmm. your boys were never scared of, you guys were scared of the police. They don't like, okay, they don't like the police. Yes, it's not like they're scared. We just don't, it's just, they just don't like police. Why? You like police? Do I like the police? Mm-hmm. I've never bribed the policeman in like two years because they shot us at Lekki roundabout. You see, nobody likes the police. October 2020. <laughs> so nobody like no nobody really likes the police for real. I don't like the police. Mm-hmm. Me the first, too. The first time I was arrested by the police, mm-hmm. I was nine years old. My first arrest ever by the wow. police. Wow. Yeah, of course. I was nine years old. I was throwing some. It was January 1st. Mm-hmm. I was throwing the bang, uh, bangers. So I was just throwing bangers and bangers and bangers. And mm. the policeman came to arrest me. And he's like, For bangers. For throwing knockouts. Knock- I know. Yeah, for Crazy. bangers. So I was throwing bangers 1st of January. Wow. And the policeman in Pothakot. I was in Pothakot. Wow. And the policeman came to arrest me because I was throwing bangers. Like he came full squad, everything, <laughs> just to pick up this so nine-year-old child. what did they child. think? They thought you were shooting a gun. The entire neighborhood, because mm. my story is different. 
I was one of I was a community child. Mm-hmm. So people knew I, I was an orphan. I didn't oh, have parents. Yeah, yeah. So people already knew that these people did they suffer. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing so seeing the policeman show up uh-huh. and say, I want to pick up this guy because he threw bangers. Mm-hmm. The entire neighborhood came together and they were just begging, like, wow. bro, you can't take this kid away. He wow. has no parent. He's living his they're pretty much just existing from wow. day to day. You can't take this guy. Yeah. And my elder sister was just crying. Like, she was like, oh my God, Joey, what have you done? What have you done? What did you don't do? What did you don't do? And I'm like, I did nothing other than just yeah. express my happiness yeah, in feel. seeing the new year. I so I, I've never liked the police since then. Exactly. That's the point. Like, you see some people, I, I, I wouldn't say everybody can relate, but I think people who live in the hood some way, have to have reasons not to like the police you get me because yeah. out there police are not just not nice at all yeah they do whatever they like you see out there in the hood is like the law doesn't get there yeah you get me so it's rough out there police they police are actually cr- i know talk oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but people have reasons not to like the police though that's just that's that's just it okay and so you recorded Big Talk Boys in Takwa Bay. Yeah. Day or night? It was midnight. Bro. Midnight. How was that thing? It was, it was beautiful. What, what were you, you looking see, for? You in, what, what were you looking for in Takwa? Okay, before you go in. So, let me okay, tell you yeah, the story. So, it's, it's, it all boils down to Dr. Dindu again, my big brother. So, Dr. Dindu. Mm-hmm. So, you see, that day he had a party with his guys okay. at Takwa Bay Beach. Uh-huh. And he was like, AV, what's up? I think we can make use of this opportunity. Why don't we just call your producer? Yeah. And he comes with us. We all act like we're having, party. we're having a party. Okay. You just make some, you just record this song. You just like, if you catch a vibe, you make a song. The producer will be there to produce. You get, we're just catching a vibe. Yeah. But on that day, I actually, I was pissed like, I don't even know why, but what? I was really, really angry. I didn't want to go. The whole thing was stressful. The process were, of getting to Takwa Bay was stressful. We had to move stuff with our hands from the car, like heavy stuff, carry cooler, carry but, food, but, and walk cooler and distance. Food. Yeah. You know, you have to get get on a boat, yeah, then move to Takwa Bay. Yeah. So we had to like pack somewhere far, move the whole coolers with the food and everything to a distance to get to the boats and then. Yeah. I was pissed. I was. I really wanted to go home. I was angry. I didn't want to go. And he was like, he. But they, this is, They said something. This is fine boy problems. Fine you boys get. don't like. Fine boys don't like current. Don't, like <laughs> don't like start out. <laughs> don't want to live fresh life. <laughs> and so, so yeah. I took. So we had to like take the whole stuff down to the boat. And I was really pissed. out. So I wanted to go back, but he he said something. He said. You, you think can go end up make something nice, so yeah. So we got there. But well, did you know you were going to record in Taco Bay? Yeah, I know because we took we he the producer is my producer. Like what's um, his name? Cool boy. Cool boy. We've been recording since I got to Lagos. He's like the one some the one I'm familiar with. One of the people you met. Yeah, one of the people who has been like true to me since the beginning. Even when I like. He didn't know how to like know my way around the mic. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the people who like shoot, like 
introduced me to the whole music stuff. Okay, cool. So yeah. you went to Cool Boy. Yeah, I went with Cool Boy, and when he got there, he set up. I just I left them literally. When so they this got house, there, they this house in Taco Bay was not a house. It's like a ranch. Yeah, you guys got a ranch. Yeah, like two ranches. Is it called a ranch or? You see this wooden house made with bamboo. It has a bed. It has this um, dry leaf. Yeah, as the zinc. Okay, at the ceiling. I I know those houses. Yeah, yeah this yeah. type of stuff. So we got like two. So the guys, the other guys were at the other side. Me, the producer, we were at the other side, and he started making a bit. He started creating, and I left him. I went somewhere else. I was talking to this girl on phone. I was just vibing, trying to get the vibe. And then I heard what he was creating from a distance. And it was sounding really, really, really nice. I just caught the vibe instantly. And I went back to him. I was like... So you ended the conversation with the girl? Yeah, I left the girl. I had to, like, cut the call. I left the girl. I went back to Cool Boy. I was like, oh, this is nice. Started catching the vibe. We recorded the song there, right there. Like, instantly. Right there. So you were on a phone conversation with mm-hmm. a lady mm-hmm. that you were trying to sleep with. I know that. No, innocent. <laughs> and then you heard the, you had your producer mm-hmm. making music that, that connected was to your beautiful. soul. Yeah, yeah, it connected with you exactly. And so you went, you ended this phone conversation. I ended the phone you call. went down there, yeah, and then so you, you guys I, began to I work on the song. started vibing, and we was vibing. I started recording. I started recording the vibes I had on my phone, and started writing a couple of lyrics. And he was still producing. And after the whole production, I just like voiced right there. Okay, so you were so, saying, so you guys were recording in the yeah. house. Uh, so basically, we just had this vibe. I I recorded the vibes I had. I wrote some lyrics down, and we recorded right there. I'm telling you. Did you did you have any inkling that this was special? Yeah, like, bro, you know when you hear music and it feels good, it makes you move a certain way. You just know, you just know, like, you just know this is good music. At the point where we recorded the song, I knew, I knew this one was like different. You get me? So it was different from everything you've ever created. Yeah, like it had this. Me, I'm a I'm I'm a guy who likes party music. Yes. I like to I like to dance. You feel me? I was a dancer, so most of most of the time I you move to songs, yeah, to sounds, you feel me? You know, because so, that's your basic orientation. Exactly. So I like party music. And when I recorded Big Talk Boys, I you see me, Director Dindu, we was dancing to the song. Wow. Yeah, we got up. It was like oh, this is a vibe. We we're dancing, man. Man was smoking. Man was chilling. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So it was a vibe. So we knew that moment that this one is different. Yeah, you knew it was different. Yeah, it was, and then, it was different. And then when you you knew it was different, it was new. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose to release that song? Because it was different. Like I said, were you the vibe? The vibe I had with that song was just it was amazing. Like I I played it for a couple of people. And nobody could say anything bad about the song. You like it. the first hear, the first listen was always mind blowing. You get me? Like, whoa, this one bad. You get me? You know, there's a certain reaction you get from people, and you just know, like, okay, this is this is the right one. 
And so when you got to, I know that, I know that. When you got to it, when you finally decided that this was going to be my next single, mm-hmm. and my first single, your first single uh-huh. in Lagos, yeah. <laughs> after all of the stress in Aduawa, mm-hmm. after going to Ghana and getting a lot of like experience with your friends, yeah. and coming back here, and you knew this was going to be your first single. The day you've dropped the single, mm-hmm. did you knew? Did you know rather that it was going to be a classic? Nah. So you see, it was a good vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a nice song, but last last in Nigeria we did. Yeah, you like it doesn't mean everybody likes it. You get me? So we put it out. We had hopes, but we didn't know yeah. that it would be like big, but. Deep down, I wouldn't like. We had hopes of the song getting because it was a nice vibe. Yeah. So we had hopes. We was waiting first week. Song was just there. Song was just doing normal stuff until you know we started making some videos and all that, and it started like kicking up. The song started like going crazy. I started getting videos. It was started from TikTok. I started you're saying, get, you're getting yeah, videos from TikTok. Bro, I was getting well, TikTok it, it, it did videos, feel bro. it did feel as if I'm not I'm not a big ass TikTok person. Mm-hmm. But I go to TikTok every day just but, to <laughs> just to get entertained. Oh uh, yeah. I've yeah. not I've not really like started officially creating on TikTok mm-hmm. at this moment. Mm-hmm. But TikTok for me is just where I go to enjoy myself. Yeah. But even then while on TikTok People were making people were making a lot of videos with your song. Mm-hmm. People got into it. People loved it, and they were just very interested in yeah. the song. And for my in my head, I was like, "Okay, this song sounds nice, <laughs> but maybe this guy is paying for this." Yeah. So at the start, where you you weren't paying for anything, bro. I wasn't paying for nothing, but you see, the, all of the influencing, all of that, you weren't paying for. Them. I didn't have that money at that point. Like I told you, that we was just trying to like get it. Feel me? It was it was a test? It was like, okay, we'll just try this. You feel me? And we'll see where it leads. You feel me? Where it gets us to? And we tried it, and we see the reaction was different. But it started from um, soft medis content. Yeah, the soft Medi is my friend. Soft Medi mm-hmm. on TikTok. Soft Medi, yeah. He's like big on TikTok, but yeah. he's a friend of mine. We okay. have like personal relationship. Yeah. And he made uh, uh he made this video for me where he did this. There was there's a part in the song where I did that I made a similar sound like yeah. yeah. And he made a video and he expressed that part of the video, the the sound, the sound on yeah. the video and people liked it. You feel me? People just liked the way he did the whole few stuff. And the thing started trending on TikTok. So from his page, he has these huge followers. From his page, people started like getting to know the song. So attraction came from his page. And shit, he had videos from the UK. Yeah. Everywhere. But you know how people would have a hit song mm-hmm. and then it would blow a lot of like things would happen to the record. Mm-hmm. And it would take a while before they finally begin to see the the benefits of having a viral song. Yeah. How soon did you begin to see the benefits of having a song that big? Bruh, 
Big Talk Boys blew up in two weeks. I started seeing the benefits from that two weeks. In two weeks, you were seeing the benefits? No cap. No cap. It For was, real? It was everywhere. It was boom. People wanted to have me in their shows, bro. I started... Bro, but I charge money for shows right now. You have to I, I, charge now. I've been in, I've been in this industry for like like two years, bro. I'm yeah. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. You um, feel me? You feel yeah, me? I understand. I understand so that. It's like it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It it all happened like like this. You feel me? What changed for you being this kid that came to Lagos from Aduwawa and you didn't have any money? You were Hanging on to your elder brother's co- coattails. Yeah. What changed for you? Man, everything changed for me. Okay, in what sense? Life changed for me. How? Yeah, you see, I was, I was, I was, I was this kid who wanted to get it. You feel me? Yeah. I've always been this kid who like wanted to. I've always wanted to like make something. I've always wanted to like go out, go get it, and I didn't even know that it would. Be this music that would like help me get it. You feel me? At the yeah. end of the day, I was trying a whole lot of stuff, but you see, music did its thing. I yeah. don't know how, and all of a sudden, everybody wants me at their place. Everybody wants to see people want to see me. People want me to come sing that song for them. You feel me? Yeah. Now I charge money for that shit. Now I'm now I'm making money. Yes, sir. You get me? You feel me? So <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I feel. I feel. <laughs> I feel you. I feel so you. It's everything so it's changed. Like it helped me from everywhere. I don't even know how to say, it, but like you understand. Yeah. Every in all aspects, it's been like good. It's it's beautiful because okay, you got the single. It's happened for you. It's happening for you. It's happened for you, mm-hmm. and you were just a kid with your sign now. Mm-hmm. I think you signed to Wana. Yes, sir. Wana SA. Wana Sweden. Uh uh. You went down to Sweden. Yes, sir. I'm going far. That's the beauty of this moment in African music, in, yeah, yeah. in Nigerian music, mm-hmm. with this Afrobeats to the world and, you know, this this campaign into dominating other markets. Yeah. What we've noticed locally on the back end is. If you have a song that works, mm-hmm. if you have a song that if you have a song that works, and not only the song you div- you show promise to create yeah. more yeah. that can work, people will come to you and put money in your pocket for you to be able to make this music for them. Yeah, that's true. Because people love music. You see, in Africa, one of the stuff, one of the greatest thing that has happened to Africa is music. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Even in place, I feel like in places where where politics has not been able to stand up for the country music has. Yeah. You feel me? So music is like one it's it's just legendary. It's been there. Everybody it's it's part of the culture. So people will do anything for the music. It's just like music is like money. Yeah. It, it brings is. peace. It, 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 it brings it brings money. Peace. Yeah, it brings it's money at the same time, but it brings peace to you as much as having money would do you get me? Sure. There are some people who find satisfaction in music, like they find peace in music. So, yeah. so music is very relevant to me. I get yes. you. I get you. And then that happened for you. How did your life change after Big Thug Boys? How did my life change? Yeah, I would not. 
I will tell you how my life changed. You know me now. Yeah. You didn't know me before. Yes. That's how my life changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So I know I mostly interview artists that are blown. Yeah. I don't do a lot of like struggling artists, mm-hmm. artists trying to blow. Because mm-hmm. I've struggled with a lot of artists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like even when, like I know a lot of artists who have, who are currently big superstars now. Yeah. I struggled with them. For real. Yes, I did. Wow. I, I can mention names. I don't want to. But like, yeah. I struggled with them when they were nothing. Yeah. When they didn't know anybody, when they didn't have any chance at being blown. Yeah. Like true. by then I was already in the media. I was established. Yeah. And I did support them. Yeah. But in the manner of speaking, I also struggled with them because I also struggled to tell people that these people we are, these people were, <laughs> these people are worth something. Yeah. I <laughs> so, feel, I feel. So I understand that. And so, how is being signed to a major from this guy at Aduawa? Mm-hmm. You had no idea or no inkling that this is what would happen to you. Yeah. How is being signed to a major? Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Okay. It feels great. It may, it feels, um, it feels fulfilling. It yeah. feels like, you know, you get this feeling where you're doing something right. Yeah. Me, we're doing something right, and you get um, the support for everything you create. Exactly, you feel me. You know, you find these people who appreciate what you do, and they uh, they are willing to like invest in it. And that's good. You feel me? It great means you are you are on the right path. You feel me? Hmm. So um, it's been great. I feel honored. Uh, no, no cap. Feel honored. I'm starting to wanna now. You get me? It's not not be baby label. You understand? Not everybody did sign up. No, not at uh-huh. all. Not at all. So I know, I know they, they recently signed, or they recently announced, not signed, because signed and announcement are different. Yeah. So they recently announced a deal with uh, Fields mm. for what he did with Finesse yeah, and, and all of that. So Now bad, now bad boys did it. Yes, now bad boys. <laughs> so you did that. Your first single with them, uh, conf- your next single with them was Confessions. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, um, my first single then is Jiggy. Jiggy. Yeah, the one that just dropped the new single out now. Nice. Jiggy. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, Beautiful. The first Let me find there. it. <laughs> Let me even pull it up myself. Uh, jiggy, 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 Jiggy. Just came out. Nice, nice. Thank you. I just found the song Jiggy from AV. Okay, cool. Okay, I think I'll go into this. Okay. I'm going to go into this once we're done with this. But for you, I know a lot of the music you made was a reaction to the world. Mm-hmm. Like your circumstance, you know, losing a dance crew, needing to entertain, and then finding this thing about yourself. But when you think about it, when you think about your sound, mm-hmm. what does it say to you? What is your sound to you? Uh, I'll say this now. Um, my sound. When I think of my sound, all I see is fun. Okay. You see me right from time. I've been, I've been this kid who always wants to be happy. Yeah. No matter what, you feel me. I get you. You feel me. You do stuff that personally do it in. No, no. Yeah. That kind of thing. You feel me. So, I've always been this happy guy. 
Um, I just want to laugh. I just want to be happy, no matter what is happening. Yeah. So that's the energy I'm trying to bring. You get me? That's the energy I'm trying to give feed out to people. Yeah. This fun guy, no matter what happens, yeah, it might be a slow song, fast song. At the end of the day, we are having fun with it. That's the the point. You are happy with it. You get me? It's a good sound. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the. I always say at all my interviews, you feel me? I'm this fun guy. I'm the fun guy. You can say, wait, when AV enter the party, everything go up. Yeah. Yeah, the energy goes up. Yeah, everybody's happy now. AV is here. So yeah. That's the vibe. And, okay, beautiful, beautiful. Well, for you, at this stage, you know, this is still day one. Yeah. You're just pretty much starting. I know you've done this for a while, mm-hmm. and you have finally found a way to hold on to mainstream consciousness mm-hmm. and achieve success on that level. But what's an it for you? Like, what are you in this for? I can't lie. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, <laughs> still you. figuring it out. It's a process. I can't, I can't say because, you know, things change. Yeah. I might be in it for this right now and tomorrow something comes up. Yeah. I might be in it for something else. You feel me? So it's a process. I wouldn't say I want to tell you this now and end up doing something else tomorrow. So what I'm going to say now is I'm still figuring it out. Yes. Maybe we can figure it together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's figure it out together. And thank you so much for coming on this. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. You were, you were such a great sport being on this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank for you. Thank me, you. Man. Thank you. Respect. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Go stream Jiggy out now. Yes. Stream on streaming platforms. James, same Jiggy. Yes, stream Jiggy. Thank you. Yeah.